heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. It is Malcolm at eight. Welcome into the voice of a nation, my fellow Americans. And uh, I'd say to our North Korean friends as well, basically, for this program here, too. Only because we feel like we're sort of, uh, you know, in sync with being the most uh, screwed up, uh, propagandized people on the planet, potentially, here. I mean, not only was it history in the making, the first one, when they say, well, this is historic. But now we've gone beyond the historic point into the lunacy mode. Uh, as they continue to, um, you know, see how many nails they can put through him as they nail him to the cross, basically, I guess. Oh, my God. People are saying, are you referencing him to be like Jesus Christ, Malcolm? No, I didn't say that exactly, but I am metaphorically saying they are uh, uh, going about it in, in such a way like nothing you've ever seen in your lifetime. So, all right, so let's take this from the top. We're going to dive into a lot of these indictments today and, and points of interest here, people. But, but here's what I'd like you to think about up front here. The outrageousness of the moment, please, okay? And, and what I'm thinking about is, what is the end game exactly? What is their end game? Now, you might say, well, Malcolm, that's easy. That's easy. They just want to put his ass in jail. I mean, that's an easy one to answer. But what really is the end game? Because I don't think that's it. I don't, I don't think that's it. I mean, he's a distraction. He's in the way, clearly. I mean, we all know that. I mean, he's, he's, an, he's, he's, a, he's a pimple. He's a nemesis. He's a, you know, it's all of these things. He's a hemorrhoid. He's whatever you want him to be. But it's more than that, people. It's more than that. Um, what is the end game? So you get thinking about this a little bit. And so what happens if these indictments become now, and he becomes, he is convicted. Uh, and, and, you know, some of these areas, he's the, the jury, uh, you've got to question that as well, or so twisted in Dayton, whether it's Manhattan or Washington, D.C. Uh, well, those those are worse locales than South Florida, clearly. But you get the picture that, uh, you know, you really don't know what's going to happen. there. But what happens if he is uh, convicted? What happens? Besides, well, he goes to jail. He's going to be put away. The, the 45th president. I mean, what are we doing to ourselves here? What, what are we doing to ourselves? I mean, this is more than just history in the making. I mean, we are, we're tearing ourselves apart. And, but it's more than that. It's more than that. I think about the end game. And, and I'm thinking here, and I, uh, you know, I didn't think this last one they were going to pull. This, this one with the 2020 election, the January 6th uh, committee business, you know, Nancy Pelosi, that whole deal. I don't think they were, I didn't suspect they were going to try this indictment here. This this one surprised me. Frankly, it did. I, 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 you know, I, I see what they're doing on the others, but this one was just probably a bridge too far. They all a little bridge too far, but this one is, uh, it's pretty outrageous uh, to be, uh, Accused for what? Uh, peaceful protesting, for uh, uh, propaganda conversation, for free speech. Uh, I don't know what you want to call it. But I'm still on the end game here a moment. What happens, okay? 
so there's obviously going to be some the outpouring of the country in the uprising. Th- this particular case here is going to cause something to happen. I mean, I, I, I think you have to understand this is not one the the left is going to get away with. And, you know, friends, it, it would be all fine and fair and in and, and paradise if everything was being treated equally across the board, even the corruptness I'm suggesting to you. In other words, if they treated everybody the same way, whether it's, you know, and not just the current thing of Joe Biden, but Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, any of the cats, James Comey, there are so many of them. I mean, it's 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 a long, long list. And they've all gotten it. If if everybody was treated equally the same, and you know they pull the same stunts of indictments or you know trying to lock these people up, then okay, I, I get it. Then we have an aggressive justice department, and they're trying to pull everybody down and and, and hold them to what they consider the standard to be accountability. All right, I, I can almost buy that. You know, just, even if we don't agree with the charges or the people. But do you see, you know what I'm talking about here? Yeah. At least there's some sort of a playing field, right? But here, in this particular version of Alice in Wonderland, North Korean style, there is there is no playing field, people. There is nothing. This is a whole new set of standards that they're playing with, really. it's uh, It's off the charts. It's off the charts. So you think of the end game. What's the end game going to be? I have to believe. I, I, I listen. I, I have to believe. There's going to have. There's going to be some sort of uprising in this country. Something's going to give. Something is going to give. Patriots are not going to let it die. They're not going. The call it whatever you want. America first. Make America great again. The MAGA community or MAGA, as they suggested to be, are not going to let this lie then you're gonna have some sort of a moment so are they looking for a revolutionary war or a or a civil confrontation between the people or what exactly is the end game because it's more than just trump is in the way i get that i get that and he just won't go away just won't go away but there's a bigger end game here and they're just coming at it full throttle. Now, they're either a couple of things are going on here. They're either nervous and shaking in their boots. These these uh, establishment sort of people that people like Jack Smith represent and are paid very handsomely for that representation. Keep in mind, uh, I mean, it's either that. I mean, what 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 else is it? I mean, they're all in cahoots. But I mean, what do they really want? What are they looking for exactly? You see, that's the bigger picture, friends. That is exactly the bigger picture today. We're dealing with something that is a little more than just historical or a or a, a, a moment in a Wikipedia page. I mean, they're 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 messing with the republic. They're messing with the people. We the people. That's what they're doing. I mean, the end game. I, that's it. There's a, there's an end game, all right. And it just documents everything we've been talking about for some years now. Now, here, here's the distraction in all this and the news bulletin. They'll always make this about something else. 
And right now, and I, and I see between, I, I see, and let's just let me tell you, I see between all of this nonsense, all of it. I always see between the weeds. I always do. I always did. I always do. And I see, I see, I see what's going on here. You know, all of it. And it's all full of distractions. And Trump right now is really a distraction. He's, they're just using him as there's another one. Look over there. Look at the rat there. Move quick, quick, quick. Look, you know, it's just another distraction in the takedown of the United States of America. I would suggest to you that's what this looks like to me is another one of those moments. Now, I don't know if you agree or disagree with that, but I, I think you start to look at the evidence and you see what's transpired here and where we're at. I, I think this has become clearer and clearer uh, what they're up to. And I I sense that they feel, they sort of feel like they have victory in one hand. You know how you can smell victory? And then defeat in the other hand, you can smell defeat. Now, the line between victory and defeat is not really very great at all. It's a very fine line, people. That's just the way it is. In life, this is often the case. Victory and de defeat are cousins. They're really close by each other. And you just do a couple of wrong moves and you can end up on either side of that line, you understand. And that's what I'm seeing here with the Marxist left I'm speaking about. When I say they, just to be clear with you, who I'm talking about is the disgusting communists, the, the Marxist left. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Those people. And, and and how they're undermining our nation. But you you get thinking about this more and more. And, and think about what I'm telling you here, okay? With that, with that Marxist left and the end game of what they're after and the distraction that is here. And that victory and defeat line. Just please understand the, the what, what I'm drawing out for you, the map here, okay? And so that fine line between the two, what's what's going to happen here? is they know that they could be very close to defeat. And so I believe what they're doing is pulling out all the stops. Now that becomes sometimes insane. It's a bit of insanity. But when you're desperate, you do desperate things. And we've seen that historically, actually, in our nation. You do desperate things. And could that potentially be what the Marxist left is up to? I would suggest to you that it is. I think they're exactly up to that. And I think they realize that. So they pull out all the stops right now, hoping that they can turn that uh, defeat into a victory, success. And that is the game plan and what we have in front of us, my fellow Americans. Yeah, All roads lead to this moment in time, I believe. That we're headed. I, I've said to you repeatedly, it's going to be a incredibly exhilarating, probably frustrating on some days, but uh, it's going to be a hell of a roller coaster ride over the next two years between now and the semi quincentennial of the United States. If we get there, it's going to be. An incredible ride. The election, the new president taking office, 
and the moment to take a breath, this country, uh, for the 250-year mark, 2026. And that's provided, one caveat to that point, and that's provided that, uh, you know, I hate to be the bearer of, uh, of, of real news or being honest, but that's, that's provided we don't get sucker punched in the gut again, which I suspect we will with a massive terrorist attack on our nation between now and that semi-quincentennial to bring America down to its knees and make it cry, make it hurt. And that is potentially what we're looking at. And of course, all of the current policies of the Marxist left lead to that conclusion right there of all the, the borders, all the conversations we've been having here and those on Viewpoint this Sunday with experts in the immigration field who tell you the insanity of it all. And now you see, now you get back to the playing field and see what I mean by the success and defeat. So when you have to pull out all the cards, because you're close, they realize they're close, very, very close to waking up the American people. They, I think they realize the Marxist lab that they are, people are, you know, maybe it's smelling salt. I don't know. But they're, they're coming to their senses, many people are. And I think they can't take the chance. They can't gamble that, people. So that's why they got to go in for the jugular. And that's what you do when that sort of thing. That's, that's just, that's the exhilarating moment of uh, really uh, success and defeat, victory and defeat. You know, it's the two. Uh, you, you defeat it or you have, or you have victory. It's one or the other. And I think that's the size up right now of the Marxist left, which is, you know, a few years back, I said to you all, I, I, you know, I say that I, I, I did say this many times that the Democrat Party was coming to their end. Now, this is before they got as radical and nutty as they are now. Uh, now, I'm not talking about civilized people that are, you know, left of center and that are still looking for a Democrat Party that, you know, has gone on, you know, some sort of episodic crack cocaine uh, addiction. That's not what I'm talking about here. You know, those people are left without a home, clearly, you know. <laughs> but the radical takeover of that party is what I'm speaking about. So anyways, that's what we're dealing with now in this end game. Let me bring on my uh, a cohort here on the uh, broadcast here. Wallace Garneau joins me for some uh, conversation to opine on this. Uh, Wallace, uh, stop here. Come up with me a bit here for a moment here to uh, 50, 60,000 feet where I'm at. He's talking about the end game first and my version of their crack addict cocaine exercise they're doing. But really, the distractions that are in place right now when you size it up. And, I, I, and I'm and i not hearing anybody frame things or talk about it in the way I just put it out there. But uh, give me your analysis on that point, please, I make. And my analysis, I guess, is that uh, the, the, the concept of not being allowed to question the integrity of an election, no matter how bad the election looks, is, is being challenged. Uh, we're being told essentially that it's a criminal activity. 
if you think that the person who claims to have won the election or that were told won the election did not do so, if you question the results of the election or the integrity of the process in any way, shape, or form, which is interesting because the last person that was elected from the president who was not a Democrat, that the Democrats accepted without questioning the integrity of the election was uh, George H.W. Bush Mm -hmm. against uh, Michael Dukakis. So they've questioned every election they've lost going back to like the 1990s. And now they're telling us that it's a criminal activity to question the results of an election. And that's what they're doing is they're trying to tell us we're going to win every election from here on out. We're going to cheat to do it. And if you question it, we're going to throw you in jail. All right. But now you've you've gone to the principal point of that particular indictment. But I'm still up at 50, 60,000 feet talking about their end game. What is their end game? Are you buying the fact that it's just to put Trump's ass in jail or oh, is I, it more than that with our countries? I've just spelt out to listen. This is oh, it's, it's way more than that. It's not even just about our country. Uh, what is it uh, about? What is it about? Then? Well, there's there's a, a, a globalist group uh, consisting of large corporations, uh, for example, with the brand safety floor and suitability framework. It's a group of corporations that control 90 percent of all advertising dollars that are spent anywhere in the world. Uh, what they're doing is they're they're implementing kind of a it, it's hard to say whether it's going to be a communist or a fascist state, but they're implementing, at least within the Western world, they're implementing uh, kind of a globalist state. And they're enforcing it completely outside the framework of any constitutional law or any any really any law at all. Uh, the WEF is involved. The United Nations is involved. They're not even really trying to hide it anymore. Well, and when you say they, so uh, but we connect they to people here at home, the the Biden group there, the cabal there, Obama, Jack Smith, uh, all of the operatives in the bureaucratic state. Does that uh, are those on the same framework as what you're speaking about? Yeah, yeah. The United States is as big economically, perhaps even a little bit bigger at this point, certainly bigger militarily than the entire uh, European Union. So when you start talking about the Western world, we're like, what, half of it, at least a third of it. Right, exactly. So you can't control the Western world without controlling the United States. And they are the framework then that would control the United States as a part of this, call it a global fascist empire. So this whole notion right now, when I reference the end game on the fact that Trump, you know, because you look at the pundits right now and the cats who are talking about this everywhere in broadcast or any uh, aspect, uh, it's all about the nuances of the indictment and Trump and then versus the Biden family. And then you get lost. But then there's so much. Here's what worries me or bothers me a great deal. You see, First of all, Americans have very short memories. They just don't just don't remember a lot of the pain and people move on with their lives for a whole host of reasons. They just do. And but there's so much as has happened before this with Brennan and Clapper and Comey and Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton, but all the egregious things. I mean, she should have been indicted uh, so many times. Hillary Clinton. I mean, she's like a Houdini at this point, but she's got that whole Marxist left in her camp. Obviously, this selective uh, prosecution here and who they're looking to bring down or not. You see, so we're forgetting what I'm saying is people are they don't pay attention to a lot. I mean, we're talking now about this here in the chess game. But what about all this other stuff over here in the chess game, Wallace, that's already transpired that everybody get away with? Why are we drawing comparisons from now to that? You know what I'm saying? Well, I, I, I do, but I think it's important that we recognize that things like rules, laws, 
uh, sense of justice, all of that. To the right, those are real words that mean, you know, this is the framework that you run a country But it meant by. something back then, too. Hold on a minute here. You're, you're making my point here. It also meant something when Hillary Clinton got off for free and got no, she got to go past, get out of jail card many times over. It mattered then, too, didn't it? Well, but she doesn't believe in justice the way you and I do. <laughs> okay. To the left, the purpose of laws and things like that are, uh, this is a very Maoist, or really it goes back more to well, Leon Trotsky. Uh, the concept here is one that the law is whatever is enforced on the street. It doesn't matter what you pass in some you know, scholarly old you know, Washington, D.C., whatever. It doesn't matter. The law is whatever is enforced on the street. Start knocking on doors, arresting people, and shooting them in the back of the head. They'll figure out what you're doing it for, and they'll stop doing that. Or they'll start doing that if you want them to do something. So the law isn't what's passed. It's what's enforced in the street. Uh, that's one of the concepts. The other concept is that the only purpose of writing laws or of having a legal framework beyond what you enforce in the street is to weaponize it against your political opponents. It's to add justification to, for example, indicting Donald Trump. And it's not just Donald Trump. They're indicting Sidney Powell. They're indicting Rudy Giuliani. They're going after everybody who was a part of questioning the election. And, and really, they're going after uh, them in such a way as to incite Republicans. I mean, look at how Donald Trump has, has how his lead over Ron DeSantis has just exploded as a part of these indictments. Right, right. Every indictment of Trump is a shot in the arm of his campaign. Yeah, yeah. I listen. This particular one here, uh, this uh, one on the 2020 uh, January 6th deal, um, you know, whatever they're looking at, I mean, I don't see how this, I'm, I'm, I'm so shocked that a grand jury of any peers would have chosen this path. What do you make of that, first of all? Is it because yeah. it's in the center of hell? Well, it's the old saying that you can indict a ham sandwich. You know, grand jury is getting one side of the story. It's only what the prosecution wants them to hear. There's no defense. Uh, as a consequence, uh, it's very, very easy to get a grand jury indictment. What's difficult is getting uh, is getting a conviction. Well, hold and, on. You uh, say that, but yet the let me also interject now. You say that, but the federal government is wildly successful at getting those convictions. It's 90-something percent. They succeed, and it's huge. The numbers are significant. Yeah, you might notice Trump hasn't actually been brought up on any charges in the court yet. They haven't convicted him of anything, and maybe they don't have any intention to. Yeah, I, I don't know. I know that. Uh, oh, you think some of this is just distraction politics, you mean, and they, they won't follow through, you mean? Well, how many accusations of rape and criminal sexual conduct were thrown at him in the court system in the, in the run-up to the 2016 yeah. election, yeah. only then to be dropped without even so much as a hearing as soon as the election was over? The left has a long history of this sort of thing. That's you create court cases. Yeah, you create court cases in order yeah. to get the media value. And the, when the media well, value what did I right, say? Hold on. Right. In the opening points, so distractions. I said they're yeah. using Trump as just Right? Is that, right? That's it. I agree with now, you. The newest, the newest uh, uh, indictments are interesting. Because the whole thing, I actually read this indictment all the way through. Right. The whole thing hinges in the question of whether or not Donald Trump knew and believed that he legitimately lost the 2020 election. If he legitimately understood, believed, and, and knew that he lost the 2020 election, then everything that he did truly was a criminal conspiracy to uh, over, overturn the results of the election. Well, but hold but on. It, but he even, even he is, don't you think even that is his uh, right to speak however he wants to speak? Let's talk about that a moment. Whether he believes it or not, or somebody can read his brain uh, versus, you know, the Orwellian factor here, um, doesn't he have uh, the right to still think or believe any of that? He does, but he doesn't have the right to tell Mike Pence to utilize false electors. 
Well, yes and no. That was a very controversial move to begin with. A lot of people felt, uh, Pence certainly felt, that he was overstepping his bound, uh, bounds and that it was strictly a, uh, a conciliatory sort of uh, position. Like, uh, you know, you wave the magic wand and you're like, uh, here, here's my signature. You know what I mean? Like, you don't even read the document, right? Like, here well, it is. Pence's job on that is is to act as, as you know, he's, he's essentially the chairman. Uh, his job isn't to challenge the election. His job is to preside over the certification process. It's ceremonial, uh, ceremonial style, right? It's not ceremonial. It's a legitimate function. It's like being the. It's, it's like being the house. Well, no, speaker. he's not supposed to challenge it. That is ceremonial. No, he style. doesn't challenge it. Other congressmen, congressmen and senators can challenge the election, and then you know he 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 chairs or presides over that hearing and there were other people that were going to challenge the elections so yeah if, if you if you're challenging the election of a particular state or of a group of states it's perfectly legitimate to have an alternate set of electors to use in case the election results are reversed so that's that's perfectly legitimate what's not legitimate and you know even even telling even telling Pence just do it yourself okay that's a very questionable legal theory for trump to take but that's it's not criminal to have a questionable legal theory and to act upon a questionable legal theory our court system's here to figure out whether or not trump's correct on that so there there was that's not criminal the criminal the criminality if there is any and, and i don't believe there is uh hinges upon whether or not trump was acting on the knowledge and belief that he legitimately lost the election well let's talk about that so one second do you think he believes in, if, uh, I mean, this is a tough question for a lot of people. Do you believe in his heart and his mind that he thinks he legitimately won that election? Does he really believe that? Or do you think he's just playing one on, on everybody? Well, I think he looks at it as an illegitimate and fraudulent election. I think he looks at it that he lost because of cheating. Well, I, frankly, I would agree with him on that. Whether or not it was a leg, it was ballot fraud or just all yeah. the crap with a well-funded cabal that that Time Magazine did an expose on, yeah, it was it was unquestionably not a legitimate election. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and that's a valid point. Everybody needs to understand there are many ways to look at that election fraud. Uh, but uh, what uh, Wallace says here is a uh, an interesting analysis, and it's accurate. You know the way this all came down and the um, the, the the fraud, and uh, because they changed all the rules throughout COVID, that the states did all kinds of things. I mean, it was just completely a circus. Well, uh, censorship, I mean, controlling the narrative, yeah. uh, colluding in order to make sure that uh, that anything beneficial to Trump is never heard, whether it's true well, or not. Well, they throw him off social media. And then, the, and, and then the same government colluded with the social media audits. Yeah, it was, the, the whole thing was just, was just it was just absolutely insane. Right. And uh, that's what should be investigated. Unfortunately, the people that cheated and won, you know, they're the ones conducting the investigations primarily, at least at the Department of, of Justice. Uh, the House of Representatives is doing the investigation the way you and I would say it should be done. So, you know, this whole thing's a farce. Yeah, well, that's a uh, that's a good way at the half point here of the broadcast to suggest here a farce. Uh, that that's about as ugly as a word we want to use uh, for you today to keep this a family show, friends, as far as you could say a lot more with that word, I'll tell you. But uh, it is, uh, it, yeah, I, I, the words I'm hearing now a lot from people is uh, two-tier justice. I'm hearing all everybody you know on the right, that's their talking point back. Like all of a sudden, they could have had a V8, you know, like, oh, shit, Marge, you know, <laughs> It's like two two tier justice system. I wonder when these people figured it out. Republicans, I'm speaking about, you know, like all of a sudden, this is the that's the most they can do. Like, well, we think there's a two tier justice system. <laughs> it's a joke, isn't it? It's a freaking joke, you know. 
as the Marxists left run everything into the ground and all of a sudden the Republican group, you know, figure out it's a might be a two tier justice system. Wake, wake, wake Marge up from her sleep, please. Let her know. It's uh, that's that's what happens is uh, uh, the right doesn't play the same game back that the left does. Do you think if the left, if the right was doing this to the left, that the left would allow it? <laughs> Don't answer that now. Right. <laughs> But that's exactly it. It's not a, it, none of it's being played the same way here. In the meantime, we're the losers in all this. The people, we the people, are the losers in all of this. What's happening right now is on a is on a grand scale of something we've never seen before. And the, the, our government, in co- collusion with all of the media outlets and the social media outlets and all of it, which is you know why it's been so important. To have. It's why I see all the messages that come in here about America Out Loud, about independent media, about why it's so important and the programming is so important. You see, that's what's, that's, uh, it's vital. You know, have an interesting show as you listen to this today. Uh, tune in tomorrow on the Voice of the Nation, the Ministry of Truth. Uh, and uh, Laban Ditchburn, uh, Australian fellow, will be with us. Really very uh, colorful character. I like him a lot. Really cool guy. And uh, Dr. Peter McCullough will be here as well. We'll be talking about um, this. Uh, well, Australia was ground zero for some of this, of course, with the uh, the whole Ministry of Truth business. But you know, you go back and read 1984 in Orwell, and uh, you, you get a real sense and flavor of what, you know, uh, what, what we're dealing with right now. Uh, and the fact that the government is calling the shots. Uh, this and and the government the 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 government the bureaucratic state the state you follow me the totalitarian state now but uh, this is not the we the people the framers had in mind of course but this is a bureaucratic layer that has taken over the government so that it, it's become its uh, it's its own monster its own beast if you will that's what we're dealing with now so it's completely out of control uh, it's we've lost already. So when the references are, as I mentioned up front to you, we were, you know, becoming the most propagandized people in the world, even more than North Korea. That kind of gives you a, a moment to think of what I'm saying, because you can't do certain things there without being locked up or shot in the head. It's potentially, well, they've already started locking up all the J6 people and maybe next they'll be shooting us all in the head. I don't know. Uh, just saying, just saying. Uh, but uh so this Ministry of Truth conversation, anyway, so tune in there on uh, Thursday, on the 3rd thir- of August. And of course, you might be hearing this on podcast as well. And if you do there, all the programs can be heard on the America Out Loud Podcast Network, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeart. Tune in. There's hundreds of networks we're on. You can't miss it. America Out Loud Podcast Network for all the programming that goes to podcast, of course. And it's all back at AmericaOutloud.news. And uh, we are, uh, that is the site now, AmericaOutloud.news. The .com will get you there still, but uh, you'll reference us, please, in the future as uh, AmericaOutloud.news. We've had that brand change uh, just this past month. It was a big deal. Uh, And it was important that we remind uh, the American people what we're here for, which is the rise of uh, independent media to deliver the news that uh, legacy, mainstream, social, and all of these uh, entities and oligarchs are not doing. Uh, they are, they are, uh, they've joined with this uh, Marxist left movement. 
that has uh, taken place and uh, taken all the oxygen out of the room for any truth. And you just don't see it out there. Uh, listen, the other thing, got some interesting things going. Got a lot of cool stuff happening on the platform to tell you about as well in the coming days. Got some new shows coming up next week. I'll be telling you about in just a couple of days here. I'll be happy to bring you up to date on that. Some cool stuff. Really, really excited about these things. Also, there is a uh, an event happening, and you'll see this in America Out Loud dot shop, actually, uh, that I got to tell you about. Uh, Dr. Henry Ely, uh, Dr. Brian Artis, Dr. Ed Group, uh, Dr. Jenna Schmidt. Wow, what a lineup. Healing uh, for the ages, September 8th and 9th in Dallas, Texas, by the way. And you can use the out loud code and get a discount if you want to. You can be virtually or there in person. Uh, but if you go to americaoutloud.shop, uh, you'll see that in the shop there. Okay. And you'll see a whole lot of other things there as well uh, that I encourage you to take a look at here. Uh, yep, there it is right there. Taking control of your health and healing. Looking at it right now. Healing for the ages. Uh, it's going to be a great program out there. I've got to tell you, these guys are best in class. Uh, but uh, you'll get the discount there. While you're there, check out the spike support for those of you uh, struggling through long COVID and or vaccine injuries. All of our brothers and sisters who are dealing with that, please. The spike support has natokinase. It has the dandelion root and a whole host of amazing ingredients. That'll help you hear Dr. McCullough and I talk about it frequently. Having a lot of success with this. In fact, he's got a paper coming out. Uh, Dr. McCullough does on this. We'll be talking about it just ahead. Uh, but that product, if you use the link in the AmericaOutloud.shop, uh, you'll get 25% off. Isn't that cool? 25% uh, off. Just click the ad there, uh, and uh, you'll get the 25% off the uh, spike support, okay? It's called spike support, by the way, with the uh, natto kinase, if I didn't say that, for that 25% off. Uh, take a look at all the products there. Cofixer's got a great offer. They got a new product, by the way, a throat spray to go with the nasal hygiene, which is really cool. You get 25% off as well if you buy the throat spray with a healthy cell, of course. This is all, this is for good living. This is for good living is what this is for. Uh, shop. It's the newest place to get all the things you need at a great price. Friends, we'll take a quick pause. We'll rejoin you on the other side here. You're listening to The Voice of a Nation. The silent majority has spoken. We say, let the silent voices be heard. You can be the voice of change. Contact our producer at libertyatamericaoutloud.com. Libertyatamericaoutloud.com. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. 
Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, and sleep deep. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. With the rise of independent media, we are now AmericaOutloud.news. For the genius of the United States is not found in its executives or legislatures, nor its ambassadors, authors, colleges, or churches, nor even in its newspapers or inventors. The genius of the United States is we the people. AmericaOutloud.news, liberty and justice for all. Malcolm at 8, uh, what that means, friends, is 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Monday through Friday is the voice of a nation. Uh, you'll hear the broadcast here. We have an esteemed group of uh, producers here. You've been hearing a lot of Arnetta Nakin, Dr. Steve Latula, Wallace Garneau, who's with me today. Um, this is really the best of the best. Uh, and, um, you know, uh, our team that follow all of these nuances and stories uh, point by point. And uh, Wallace has got a, uh, a really excellent uh, op-ed, by the way, uh, as you're listening to this, going up on the platform, in fact. And, uh, it, and it really is, and the, part of the reference point here is using indictments as election tools is uh, what they're doing. Again, the game isn't fair anymore. That's the big, that's the bulletin to me. Uh, it's, it's not fair. If they were using the same standards against everybody, Wallace, don't you think that's the pivotal point, my point that I make up front and I make it again with you right now? If everything was equal across the board and they were doing this, that to me, would, I could at least buy into that point as some equal form of justice or unjustice, whatever. But at least you're passing the rules around fairly. But I, that to me is the real moment here that people need to understand why we're under arrest here, why we're up in arms, why we're... We're seeing this selective prosecutorial uh, environment that we're in as they seek indictments. I mean, this is this is uh, the real problem here, don't you think? Well, of course it is, and I think what we're up against is uh, a group that, rather than believing in law, order, and justice, they simply believe in power, and they're going to exert it. You see, let me ask you this specifically now. My, I want you to speak about this, but the point I made up front in the uh, talking points about success and defeat being really close, that thin line, I have felt for many years, I've expressed this to listeners, you, you've heard me myself, I'm sure, say it. I believe the Democrat Party, I truly believe, looking historically at these things, uh, I believe they were coming to an end and they knew, in other words, their policies are so bad and the things they've done, eventually these ugly things uh, uh, they surface, they surface. People figure it out. 
Wallace, you can't keep hitting people over the freaking head with a two by four without somebody waking up finally. You know, so shit, that hurts, man. And I think the American people have been hurt time and time and time again by leftist progressive policies that they flip the script on and tell you it's good. It's like taking that bad medicine when Mikey, when you're a little kid, you know, here, Mikey, take this, you little brat, <laughs> you know, and uh, Mikey's got to swallow the medicine. Well, that don't taste good, man. It's the same story, Wallace. I mean, come on. And so they've been doing that to the American people for years now. And um, what do we got? I mean, now, finally, I think they realized people were starting to get restless. I think they're going in for the kill. Question is, are they going in for the kill now? Is this what this is all about? Basically, yeah, they're going in for the kill. This is where they end our constitutional republic and give us a completely different form of governance. And uh, now you talk about how many times can they hit us in the head with a two by four. Well, you probably have heard the story of Stalin and the chicken. I don't know if you heard that, Malcolm, but but what Malcolm be with Stalin was asked, how can you treat your people this harshly continuously and still have them support you? He had the chicken, the, the chef bring a chicken into the room and he plucked off all the feathers. And then he opened up his arm and the chicken just snuggled right in underneath his arm. And he said, if you are the only source of warmth, you can do whatever you want. And the people always cling to you for love. And 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 that's what's happened. That's the motto, that's the mantra of the Marxist left, I have to say, Democrat Party. I don't want to insult our Democrat friends, but you know what I'm saying, Wallace. Right? That's the mantra of the entire party right there. And that you, is, have, you have to call it out, right? You have to call it out. That is the mantra of the party. That is what they're running on, at least right now. And uh, yeah, this, this these aren't your these aren't your daddy's Democrats. This is <laughs> there's no there's no John F. Kennedy here. Yeah. Yeah, your daddy's Democrats is a good way to say it, actually. Uh, no, no, JFK has left the building for sure. And all of that, uh, uh, you know, the the, the Tip O'Neill days, that it was a simpler world at that point. You know, we didn't have what we have right now today here. Uh, it's it's far more complicated what we're dealing with today. Uh, this um, These charges here, this, this one here surprised me, this indictment. And again, I, you know, you, you get into discussing the actual indictment. So I guess I don't think I, I'm going to say this to you. I'm going to say this to the to, to the uh, our listeners and to the American people, Wallace, as well. I don't think this one passes the smell test. It does not. They don't get they. This is the, this one. If this is their best one, and some people have referenced that, some of the experts, oh, this is their best one, the 2021. They're going to get them. I don't see. Because I'm seeing reports now they've already got him locked up. They think there's no way he's going to skate out of this. And it really is a race to the White House. And the other question people are trying to ask and answer is, do any of these these get to trial uh, before the actual election? What do you think on those two points? I'm not sure it gets. I don't think it's going to get to trial before the election. Uh, and I, I don't think he's going to be. Um, I, I, I think these are going to be hard to convict him on. What do you say? I agree it's going to be hard to convict him on it. I don't know that the intent is to convict him on it. I don't know that they're going to try it before the election. I don't know. that. I certainly oh, they're don't trying. Believe. They're trying. But things well, are being pushed back. The other interesting thing is that they're trying in Washington, D.C., which is not exactly a conservative bastion. So you know, who knows? Maybe they'll get him. 
Uh, what's interesting to me, though, isn't what they're charging him with so much as what they're not charging him with. There's no underlying charge of incitement of violence, incitement to an insurrection or of a seditious conspiracy, which is what they've been accusing him of for three years. Uh, essentially, he's being tried for obstruction and in other, you know, other process crimes. They've got him on four counts of, right. of either obstruction or uh, things along the Conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding, obstruct, <laughs> whatever that's supposed to be. Conspiracy Obst- against the right to vote. Yeah, they're all process yeah. crimes. Yeah. So they're, they're not trying him for what they say he's guilty of. They're trying him for things that revolve around that. And historically, it's hard to get somebody on a, uh, it's hard to get somebody out of obstruction, for example, without right. having an underlying crime. I agree. I agree. And this other one, uh, which is a, a joke, of obstruction of an attempt uh, to obstruct an official proceeding. That's uh, speaking of the vote counting, right? In the January 6th deal, correct? Well, it, I think that's, it tells that's you what everything. That's their suggestion. It tells you a great deal when you have obstruction to obstruct, right? How do you obstruct an obstruction? I mean, come on, guys. At least, at least give me a, at least give me, my mother was an English, English teacher. She's, yeah, <laughs> exactly. My mother was an English teacher. I read that and rolled my eyes. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. No, it's it's, it's very accurate uh, a portrayal here of what we're dealing with, uh, for sure. Um, so you don't think as well. So let's talk about these co-conspirators a moment here. Uh, our friends Rudy Giuliani and Sidney Powell here. Uh, what do you what do you make of that? And what be I mean that's even a bigger stretch. And what what because I mean that's uh, you know the one thing this all does by the way as a reference point is it bills attorneys' bank accounts because everybody has to hire attorneys and more attorneys and they go broke with the attorneys. So who's getting rich here? Is the uh, the legal industrial complex, uh, uh, Wallace? You see that? Well, and Judy Rudy Giuliani and Sidney Powell are both a part of that. However, they can't really defend themselves as a consequence. They're going to be bled dry. So I don't think they're going to get either of them either because there's no there's no there there. There's no underlying crime that anybody is being accused of. So. But they got to defend themselves. Well, that's going to cost them a lot of money. Uh, Sidney Powell, they've been trying to disbar for years. I think in some states, maybe they've even been successful. Uh, Yeah, anybody related to uh, to the whole January sixth thing, to the whole election denial, anybody related that they're going after, and and that's what we're seeing here. And they're also looking for sound bites. I mean, uh, they're talking about uh, notes that Mike Pence took after meetings with Donald Trump. There's nothing in those notes. He just it's a recap of what was talked about. There's nothing there is is controversial. So no, you're right. You're right. You took the words out of my mouth, too. What you're talking about now is free speech, Wallace, free speech. And uh, that's what's being assaulted here. Back to Pence, but back to all of it, back to Trump and the fact that they're telling what you can and can't say. Back to Sidney Powell, Rudy, Rudy Giuliani. But this plays to the bigger narrative, actually, with big government, the beast, uh, which has been colluding uh, and given directions and orders uh, to the social media oligarchs. That's a fact. It's not an opinion. Uh, it's a fact. Uh, given uh, controls and work inside by hand in hand with the legacy media and the mainstream media, that's a fact. All of these are facts. And working with the uh, your 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 friends there, uh, Wallace, that you always point out from Time Magazine, the cabal, who you always point out as uh, being uh, center to these conversations. Not not quite your friends, but uh, but you you have called them out on the carpet, the global cabal which are really pulling America slowly but surely into this uh, um, this world order. So, which is why I went for the kill up front when I talked about this whole thing, uh, the end game. Nobody talks about, one of the things that frustrate me, uh, I'm a no-nonsense kind of guy. I get to the bottom line quickly and I don't beat around the bush. That That's what the out loud truth is all about. 
And people get into the weeds on these cases. And I find a lot of these things very distractive in nature. And with people having short memories, they absolutely forget all the crimes before that, all the things that didn't happen across the board. And then we're arguing this new offense and we're not really looking at, you know, the uh, the egregious crimes against our Constitution, against our people across the board. And more than that, Wallace, is a Department of Justice that is completely defunct. And frankly, I think the House, Congress should look really legitimately, I'm not trying to be a smart guy here, look at defunding. In fact, that's trended a couple of times on America Allowed, defund the DOJ. I think we should look at a defunding mechanism for the FBI and the DOJ. And that may sound a bit harsh, probably is. But I think what they're doing to the American people is harsher. What do you say to that? Uh, they don't have the votes. There are too many fake Republicans in the House of Representatives to be able to do it. It's a simple political well, I didn't ask you if it's going to pass. Yeah, oh, I'm not well, asking if it's going to pass, but don't you think they should do it? Yeah, of course. The House should be defunding a lot of things. That's the primary power the House has, the power of the purse. They should be defunding. I, I'd defund everything. Yeah, I would I, 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 do, I would defund so much Hunter Biden wouldn't be able to find cocaine anymore. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, that's exactly it. Uh, no, defund it all. And um, that, that is the power of the purse strings. You're 100% right. And uh, they're not using that really effectively. It's a, it, it, You've got to play the game. And I think this is another point that's missed on a lot of people is the game has changed. The, this game, and, and it is, it's, a, it's an ugly game, but it has changed. So I, the rules of the game need to change now as well. That's the problem of the Republican Party is they don't change the rules of the game. They continue to play the rules. And this really pisses me off when people come back and say, well, but that's not nice, Malcolm. You don't play that way. Yeah, but, you know, two wrongs don't make. Yeah, but you shouldn't do that. You know, just because just they're doing it that way doesn't mean you need. It's just like with all those people saying me like the the early voting and the ballot harvesting and all this stuff the rules change well but we shouldn't do that you know trump come out and said yeah we should do that even sydney powell speaking about her told me um uh, last month when we had her on that we should do that as well uh, but the right they don't do that a lot of these uh, mccarthy kind of people uh, these woman fuzzy little republicans that run around they just play to the same set of rules uh, in the game that they played with back uh, 20, 30, 40 years ago when we weren't dealing with some of the things we're dealing with now. Don't you think that's part of it as well, Wallace, that the rules have to change? Well, I think we have to have rules first. That's that's. But well, we that's have the, rules already. Now, stop there. We really. have rules already. Not yeah, we do. Really. You already well, said we have laws. We have a constitution. I'm going to push back on you. We got rules. Malcolm, the party in power, the party in power believes that those rules only exist as political. But we have them. The but, right. we do but there's have no them. expectation that the left will follow them. Well, of course, if they're not, not but it doesn't mean we don't, don't have exist. them. But it doesn't mean we don't have them. We have well, the rules. They're just not them. using the damn thing. So what's more rules going on? Well, hold on. You said we need we've we got any rules. But if they're not following the rules that are there, what makes you think they're going to follow any new rules? They're not going to follow any new rules. The rules have to be enforced. The only the only chance we have to enforce the rules at this point is for the states to push back directly. There's nothing that's going to happen to the federal government. 
is the states are right, which that's a narrative we've been talking about, right? Well, absolutely, absolutely. If the states don't grab the bull by the horns and wrestle it down, the bull is going to trample us all. That's the bottom line. There's nothing is going to happen with federal government, even Republicans. Too many of the Republicans in the House and the Senate are corrupt. They're a part of the system. They're a part of the swamp. And if you have to get 50% and you can't even get all of your own members to vote on something, everybody agrees is a good thing because of the corruption of probably at least a third of the Republicans. They're all corrupt, Malcolm. Yeah, yeah. You, that, the two kinds of Republicans are those that are not elected into office and those that are. And most of the ones, once they're elected, become a part of the swamp. So what you lay out there, uh, Wallace, about um, uh, ch- changing it up and the states, the Tenth Amendment and the states exercising their rights that uh which is legitimate this is the way it was always supposed to be it's just the game plan this is why the framers did this it was brilliant uh it, it was never about big government that's what they ran away from to, with king george iii they got they didn't want that crap people that's what we read and we seen what had happened around the globe already these framers were smart this the we the people this was a real thing this experiment was a real thing it, it, this wasn't just concocted people please understand it really happened. But they were brilliant in the way they looked around the world and seen the corruptness in all of these governments. And they seen what had happened in, in England. And uh, they decided to course out a new new set of role, rules, if you will, a new, a new road forward. So when we talk about rules, Wallace, and I just say to the rules, and we had that little spat about the rules, and then you say, well, we really need to go back, which is really a new set of rules because they're, they don't, they, the states have never exercised what they should be exercising. You're 100% right in that regard. They've never pushed back enough on the beast, the the the, the beast, the big government beast. They've never pushed back on that up to this point. It hasn't happened. And now we need a new playing field. That's guess what I was trying to say up front as well. We need a new playing field. And that's part of it right there. If we don't get the states to push back, I think you're correct. I think the federal government, it is too far gone. And this defunding mechanism in the House of Representatives is also important. But, you know, Wallace, if Kevin McCarthy all of a sudden grew a set of balls, for instance, okay, do you think by chance that uh, they would take him out as well? Well, they'd certainly try. Uh, That's what they do. They weaponize laws to go after anybody that uh, gets in their way. Exactly. So, of course, they go after. Look what they're doing to Ron DeSantis. They're absolutely making up what they're teaching about slavery in Florida just because they want to make him look bad. Kamala Harris, yeah, at first she says she, she, she lies about the curriculum. He says, well, let's have a debate. And she says, oh, I'm not going to do that. Well, of course you're not going to do that because you know you're a liar. So, yeah, they'd go after Mike McCarthy. If he actually stood up to them, they'd go after him. They'd go after him with everything they've got, just like they're doing to the people that do stand up to them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's my sense with the Kevin McCarthy's of the world, and there's there's a bunch of them, but that they would go... Um, uh, you know, so what happens then, the point I'm making here is that these, uh, the, the Kevin McCarthy's of the world, in, in all fairness to you, uh, they just don't go, uh, they they don't um, put themselves at risk. This is what happens. So really, they play it safe. It's just the way it is. And it's a human nature kind of thing. There, My bigger point to this, friends, is, and, and, and hear me when I say this, there are very few, like, Really few, like how many few? It could almost be singular, <laughs> but there are very few Donald Trumps in the world. Brazen, brazen, yeah, you see, and so that are willing to put themselves. Because when you look at 
everything he has put himself up. Now, Wallace, you're somebody, the last point I want to make with you on this is that you're somebody that uh, can take them or leave them and without going down those yellow brick roads because they don't have time. Uh, but, uh, you know, you you uh, you think he's run his course, as, as some Republicans do, and so on and so forth. Um, and uh, you would vote probably for somebody else over him, probably. I would vote for Trump 10 times over at this point because I think we need somebody of that caliber to tear them a new one. So we would differ, you and I, probably in that way. But uh, uh, but I, I think, is there anyone else you can come to mind that is brazen and has got the testicles the size of Nebraska as Donald Trump? I can't think of anybody. No, Ron DeSantis. Not at all. No, no, not at all. Not close. Ron, Ron DeSantis, you really believe he is? Absolutely. What he's been doing in Florida, the yeah. shots that people have been taking against him since he became the governor of Florida, he's done everything. Yeah, anyway. but I, yeah, to look at his policy, I mean, look at policies, look at the way he talks when he's in these interviews and how he changes things to uh, he, he's very slippery at times and he he won't answer a question directly. I mean, he's totally different than a Trump. He doesn't answer the question directly. He deflects as most political people do. Well, and, and Trump doesn't always answer questions honestly. So, I mean, yeah, Trump's direct, but he's not always direct. And with you know, some of the things Trump says, is, it's just like, come on, guy, your 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 inauguration was bigger than than Obama's. No, it wasn't. You can see in the, in the <laughs> I know some of the photographs that were taken with Trump were while they were still coming in. So well, your point of ego is well taken there. That yeah, I yeah, get. Yeah. That I get. That I cannot. I cannot. Uh, I, I cannot uh, argue with you there on the uh, the ego. He wins the ego contest, right? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, not just that, but I mean, there are some fair criticisms that can be made on how we handled, for example, January 6th and how we handled some of the other things that went on, not in relation to the things he's being indicted for directly. But yeah. there are some things he handled poorly that you could legitimately criticize him. on. Well, the bad thing is that he's not being criticized for the for, for doing something poorly. They're yeah. trying to spin it into an ill in a break in the law where he, that just he didn't do that. He did not yeah. break the law. Yeah. I, you know, it's not even the fact that. Um, um, uh, the, how, that I um, the the criticism again, or because I you know I'm not a uh, like this avid you know I don't eat Trump cornflakes in the morning kind of thing. I just know we need somebody uh, at, at a certain level that is uh, uh, bra brazen is a word I guess I can use. Um, have a few others as well, but probably won't use them. But uh, that's what I'm speaking about. You you have to be fearless, just fearless. Uh, for somebody who's going to rattle the cages of the establishment, the glo global players. Whereas we just stated a moment ago, the Kevin McCarthy's of the world won't do that. I'm not sure the Ron DeSantis's of the world will do that either. I'm not, I'm not sure it's pro or con. I, I don't, I don't have that same feeling at this point that maybe that could happen. You know, maybe it could, I don't know. We haven't seen it in action yet, so it's hard to say, but yes, all things fear, play, and love and war. Um, I can say to you that um, Trump did do a few things absolutely incorrectly. One is he didn't follow Sun Tzu's strategy of the art of war. Uh, you never rile up the uh, enemy in the way that he has. Um, that's why he's being indicted to the hill and being nailed to the cross as many times. He infuriated and he continued to triple down every chance he could, calling them all kinds of names. Uh, insulting people. And this really come back to haunt him. And I said it four years ago, five years ago, it was, I would cringe when he did it. 
because his policies were great and his love of America was fantastic. But the fact that he was making it into a nighttime comic relief exercise uh, became probably a little too much for some people. You know, they didn't like that polytainment sort of thing, the entertainment and politics intersection. They didn't like that. But Trump is, he's a, you know, he's a show, showman. He's a showman. He's the, you know, the the apprentice guy. You know, he's the the the, the showman. He's the, the leader of the orchestra, the conductor, or some people would call him the leader of the circus. But he is, he's that showman. You know, you put on the, the tux, you know what I mean, with the with the with the tails, and you come out and dun 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 dun, dun. boom. That's that's it. It's Donald Trump, Mr. Apprentice. They're not going to get away with this one. The people will rise. Something will happen. Maybe that's what they're looking for. We shall see. Thank you for joining me on the mission here. It's time to get involved and get loud, America.